I had such a beautiful moment right now. Like, I got such a revelation. I saw a pattern. I cleared a blind spot right now. And, like, I am so thankful to God. So what happened was, <laughs> it's so interesting. This time around, I just kept saying, I don't want to repeat a pattern. I don't want to repeat a pattern. And the funny thing is, I repeated a pattern. Because what we fear is what we draw. I don't have to be worried about repeating a pattern if I know who I am. I don't have to be worried about repeating a pattern if I have standards that I'm in alignment with. I don't have to be worried about repeating a pattern if I don't lower my standards for people who don't meet them. I don't have to be worried about repeating a pattern if I have healthy boundaries and I don't um, have I don't allow repeated offenders of those boundaries in my life or in my close circles. I realized that the the pattern was the relationship itself. All throughout the relationship, I kept thinking, you know, I have this pattern of leaving too early. Like, have I given it enough time? I actually am a life coach and I went to see a coach and she said to me, she said, you know, let's say she asked me a question. I said, you know, I've been trying to work with, I've been trying to do my best, you know, to work on this and I just don't know. And she said, should relationships be work? And I said, I mean, yeah, I think so. If you really love someone, you work on it. And she said, what makes you think that? And I said, well, because everyone I've ever seen, they have to work on it. I've never seen anyone not work on a relationship because people aren't perfect, right? So that means that they're going to do things to hurt you. And she's like, so you think that people are going to do things to hurt you no matter what relationship you're in? And I like I'm hearing myself talking. I said, wow, that's interesting. I mean, I guess I do. I do. I don't think that there's any relationship that I can be in where I probably wouldn't get hurt. And she says, so you don't think you can have a safe relationship? And I'm like, wow, listen to myself. And I said, well, and she said, why do you think you think that? And I was like, she said, do you think you would have thought that? She's like, you know, we've talked about the way you've grown up. Do you think you would have thought that if you had grown up differently, if you had received safe love in your childhood environment, that's safe attachment to people who didn't do certain things? And so I thought about it. <laughs> I was like, you know what? She was like, I want you to think about what if you had grown up in, you know, a loving environment, even if you think it's a fairy tale. What if you would have grown up in a loving environment, an environment where your feelings were validated? You were able to speak up for yourself and not told children don't speak up, you know, things like that, like where you felt comfortable to speak up. And I said, she said, do you think that you would be in a relationship where you second guess yourself and you are struggling with self-doubt because you don't feel comfortable speaking up and you are struggling between what you think is submission and what is respect and what is manipulation or gaslighting? Now, this is me talking now back to the audience. Like, she didn't say all that, but I'm saying, you know, I'm realizing this, you know, I'm realizing what is actually going on. You know, I had never been in a relationship with a narcissistic person. And, and then I started thinking, I started looking at my patterns and said, well, maybe I had. But I, st I, I received, I realized that the relationship itself is the pattern. You know, I think about how I kind of moved a little quickly. And honestly, the relationships, friendships and romantic that I have had that where I took my time lasted the longest, hands down.
And so I say to myself, okay, you move kind of quick. Then hands down, I saw things that I made excuses for. I think about, I had visited, um, I had had a conversation. I had had a conversation with someone very dear to me and I had, um, came home and had this conversation. I said, you know, I'm seeing this person every day. Do you think that I'm moving too quickly or do you think that I should slow down? This person was like, I mean, you should go with how you feel. If you feel like, you know, good about what you're doing, then don't, you don't need to second guess yourself. And I took that as a yes. <laughs> that person did not say yes. That's just how I took it. But now, a few years in and uh, seeing certain cycles within the relationship that I don't feel are healthy for my personal development and self-esteem, you know, realizing that this person may not be the healthiest for me, I see how I repeat a pattern when... I even asked that question because I was thinking about it (laughs) because I was thinking about it. Why did I even ask this person if I was moving too fast? I don't ask this person about what movie I want to watch and I watch TV all the time. I don't ask this person when I want to eat something and I cook for myself all the time. I don't ask this person when I want to, you know, start a new program at the gym. And I go to gym programs all the time. I don't ask this person when I go to the library. And I don't go to the library all the time. But So my point is I'm not asking for permission in any other area of my life. So why did I ask this person in my love life? Because subconsciously I knew the answer. And the answer was yes. The reason why you're even asking is because there is something saying that this doesn't feel right. That's the only reason why you're asking. That's the only reason why you're fishing for questions. Because I think I even asked someone else. And I had a I had a habit of that. Asking around. You have to know yourself. Because like I said, if you knew yourself, then you would never be lowering your standard for someone else to meet them. Because that's what you're doing. When you accept things that don't feel right to your soul, that go against your boundaries and who you say you are and what you stand for. If you say, I deserve respect and I love myself so much, that means when someone's disrespectful respecting you you don't continue to allow it or you're indirectly saying no I don't deserve respect you see what I'm saying and when you go around calling and telling people about the situation it's because you already know the answer inside and you're just hoping that someone's going to talk you out of it because you know it's just so comfortable being there but you don't need to call around the, the mere fact that, like I said, you're not calling and asking for permission for other areas of you, in your life. So the mere fact that you are calling and asking people about how you should move with a new love interest is a sign that maybe you aren't as into him as you think. It was a sign. I just it's interesting when you look at things from a bird's eye view, I started looking at. The partner patterns, like this partner has patterns that are similar to my ex-husband. And I pointed out what those what those similarities were. And they were the same similarities that I don't care for in this person. And I was like another pattern. So I attracted maybe not the exact same person, but somewhat just in a different bodysuit. And I said, so does that mean I wasn't healed? It doesn't mean that you weren't healed. It means that you 
did not pass the test because you fell for what was comfortable, what was easy, what, you know, and the familiarity that you felt was just a familiarity from your own upbringing because this person is like the people that I grew up with. And I thought to myself, if you think that you think differently than some of the people that you grew up with in your household, why would you indirectly or subconsciously keep keep attracting them into your life? Because you should know what you like if you aren't like them, right? If you're healed. And I was like, wow, that's why you have to be the energy you want to receive because then you won't be able to recognize it. You know, it's so crazy that in the last hour he's called me three times. And if I don't answer, it's just crazy. Like, what were you doing? And you better be so glad I don't think you're cheating. So amazing. So... Let me see, where was I at? I realized the relationship itself was the pattern. And then while I was in the relationship, I just kept saying that I don't want to repeat a pattern. I don't want to be repeating a pattern because sometimes I leave too quickly. Am I leaving too quickly? But no, those were all like the mere fact that you thought you were repeating a pattern. It keeps looking familiar. Things keep seeming so familiar. And that's why you keep questioning it when it's right. You don't have to question it. You don't. When you have that, when you when you have a good friend, I don't know. Some of y'all have never had a good friend. I know. But I've had a good friend before. Okay, I have a good friend. And you know you have a good friend. Okay, like, you know, I can tell this girl my secret and it's not going anywhere. You know it. Okay, whoever that person is to you. Why do you know it? Because of their continual integrous actions. Period. The reason why you don't know with this guy is because he lacks continual, consistent, integrous actions. He lacks character. And that's why. You don't know. That's why you're confused. God is not the author of confusion, sweetheart. And so if you're saying you're a spiritual woman, what are you really doing? You have to be equally yoked and in alignment with what you're saying that you are. Or you're going to get that, um, what is it, like double-sided lifestyle. Who likes a double-sided lifestyle? Hippity hop. I like consistency. You know what comes with consistency, peace, ease, familiarity. Well, I'm not saying familiarity. (laughs) You know, because some of us take that too personal. I mean, I'm sorry. Literally. Too literally. But I'm joking. (sighs) Um, I learned that. I, if I were to listen to myself, I learned that if I were to remain committed to my own standards and not lower them for any body or any reason, if this is your standard, if you respect people and you uh, say that you want to be in a relationship where a person respects you, when you are disrespected, you don't stay and hope it will get better. Because like Oprah said, when people show you who they are, 
when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Like, it's serious. Because you will be, you, and if you don't, you will be met with continual, with other experiences with that same disrespect. You will be met with more experiences of that same disrespect or discomfort, whatever. Whatever is going on, you will be met with it. Because you've shown them I'm accepting it and that's why I've stayed. If you didn't accept it, you wouldn't stay. I'm really learning that. I, you know, I have a standard. This is so interesting. Think of it like this. I have never worked a job that did that wasn't a major corporation or business or big name. My mama taught me that, okay? <laughs> mama knows best. And um, I just because I have a standard. <laughs> And it goes for men, too. I heard this girl. She said, I don't date nobody that makes less than $100,000. Now, I'm not saying that you guys should reach or anyone should reach for that. Or I'm not dictating what people should do. What I'm saying is because she has that standard, she doesn't date anyone below that. And she stays within that that range. Now, she doesn't care if that takes her a year or two. See, some of y'all, the issue is patience and patience. I, I got to have it right now. And that's why, you know, it's Jimmy this week and John the next. Because you're just fishing, but in another type of way. You're not fishing for questions. You're fishing for dick. Excuse my language. You're fishing for new bodies. You're fishing for comfort, whatever will ease this pain in my thorn, this thorn in my side. Whatever will make this thorn in my side not feel like the prickly little thing it is. Pinching me, reminding me that I'm lonely or that I'm single or that I'm divorced or that I don't have it all together, that I'm living with my mother. But you can change all those things. It is our choices. It is our choices. I chose to engage in a relationship with someone who had shown me signs that made me uncomfortable early in the early stages of the relationship. And I remained because I hoped it was going to get better. So indirectly, I was saying that I hope he changed. I know how hard change is. Why am I expecting him to do something that's difficult for me? <sighs> like I'm reasoning with myself. I'm telling myself this. I saw the light. You know, I my coach is so amazing. I she referred a book to me and I'm actually only in like I think the eighth chapter. But I want to give you guys the name of this book because this it's this book that is really I feel like along with coaching and I'm journaling every single day, I'm spending time with myself. Like I'm really getting back to doing those things that Lo likes to do, that I really love to do. Um, I love journal writing. You know, I learn so much about myself through journal writing and just laying in God's presence. I meditate and quiet my mind for as I at least do minimum of 15, no less than 10 minutes whenever I sit down to meditate. I have to do at least 10 minutes. And I just gain so much awareness and clarity so often when I, you know, rise up. And that's when I'll journal. I usually journal after I meditate because I I just see see so much insight often but um so and just getting back to that you know journaling and then I started coaching and so you know these things are helping me gain this this clarity the name of the book is dying to be me and I'm on chapter eight um let me see by Anita Morjani spelled last name is spelled M-O-O-R-J-A-N-I 
and there's a forward by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And uh, you know, if you're on my channel, I love Wayne Dyer. I don't know if y'all know that about know this about me yet, but I love Wayne Dyer. So so excited about that. Um, cause I didn't read the forward, <clears throat> as you guys can tell, but I'm, I'm in chapter eight and it's so good. And I'm just receiving so much like clarity about the book is literally about self-love. It's about self-love. It's about loving yourself. And I'm seeing these things so clearly, you know, like I said, I have a standard in other areas of my life. You know, I have a standard. I will never drive a car that's not insured. And I would never drive on a suspended license because I don't play with my life like that. Okay. Call me a good two shoes, whatever. I follow the rules. Yes, I do. So that's called standard. And I've never done it since I was 18 and got in trouble for it. I learned my lesson. See what I'm saying? I learned my lesson. So I changed the behavior. So what happened this time? I didn't learn my lesson. And that's why I repeated the behavior. And it costs me this time two and a half years. And time is not refundable. And so I hope whoever is listening to this, I hope this inspires you to do what's healthy for you. I hope this inspires you to do what is best for you, even if it isn't the easiest. I hope this inspires you to look for a window of opportunity of escape. You know, I didn't just get up. I had to, you know, I started actually studying what I was living with. You know, I started studying the narcissist. I started studying, you know, even how to interact with them. And when you are looking to leave resources, yes, I looked up resources because I, I love myself at this point and I'm not playing with her life ever again. She's worth it. Thank you guys for listening. Talk on topics.